The Staff and Graph Podcast. This is weird. My lock's been drilled, so I open the door and my steering wheel is missing. You know what? You're trying very hard not to get sued. You can have all the talent in the world skating around, but if you don't have a goaltender, it does not matter. Top 10 lists are the worst. Welcome back to the Staff and Graph podcast. I'm sitting here with... Now, she wanted me to introduce her as the Grinch because this is a Christmas episode, but I'm still going to say the future first female GM in the NHL, Rachel Dory. Rachel, how you doing? Well, I'm finding it very hard to take it seriously when you're wearing that like straw cowboy hat. So I wanted to get festive. I wanted to be fun for this podcast because scheduling update. So we're going to be, do, we're going, to be going up until the first week before Christmas, and then we're taking... No, we're taking the week before Christmas and the week after Christmas off. Or no, we're taking. No, no, the, no. We're gonna do. Sorry. Three Christmas episodes, a World Junior preview that comes out the day be- on the twenty third. Yeah. Then we'll be back January sixth. Yes. So, so you would just won't have like a week of staffing graph. You'll live. Please enjoy time with your family. Yeah. Um. Or you know, alone because we'll likely have to be isolated. Please don't. You know, go and travel and all that. Yeah, no, I didn't mean that. I meant yeah. your immediate no, family in your house. Is, what Rachel's clearly doing here is um, is incentivizing you to travel during a global pandemic and to create a super spreader um, event. Event. So she is, uh, as we all know, Rachel. She doesn't want you to wear masks. Right. Um, and she advocates. Thinks that- COVID is a hoax. Well, it's the 5G towers. Clearly. Yes. It's it's they're they're sneaking up on us. They're coming to get us. Um, I'm going to go live on Mount Crumpet and not have to worry about COVID at all. Um, so I, I want to be festive because we're doing basically this is being a, this is just being a shitty year. This this year has sucked. Really? It sucks right now. This is my first taste of human contact in, in days. So it's been really nice. Um, and so I want we're getting festive for every episode leading up to to Christmas. It's it's December. We're, we're allowed to do that now. So I, I showed up. Rachel. Showed up to my place to, to record this. I'm wearing a Leafs Christmas sweater. And I had my Marley's uh, uh, cowboy hat on from their country night. And, what am I wearing? And you're wearing a Bayern Munich jersey. So we're this is basically as on brand as we can get for this yeah. podcast. So <laughs> we're, we're doing well. Um, how was your week, Rachel? Well, last week's podcast was fun. Yeah. I successfully defended my first paper. So that was good. Um... Yeah, and then uh, things went very south very mm-hmm. quickly um, after that. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure one of my roommates thinks that COVID is a hoax. Oh. So I'm going to have to punch her in the face. Or move. Or no, kick her out. Yeah, that's, that's we true. We are going to evict her because the, the rest of us are like, uh, what? Have her take the, take the COVID with her. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you are a cheerleader and full of yourself to boot. Um, She's a cheerleader. Yes. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, what is there I'll, to I'll, cheer about right now? Yeah. You would. <laughs> She's out of a job. Yep, pretty much. Um, so I have been quite literally the Grinch hiding mm-hmm. in my Grinch cave. I have a sign on my bedroom door that says Mount Crumpet. Good. Good. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically how I'm doing. But um, Bayern Munich plays today. Yeah. I'm very excited. That's about the only thing that's which, happening right now. Which is great because. We are able to record this before the game. 
Right. So you're not pissed yet. You will be later in the day. Right. Because if, no- <laughs> if they they aren't dressing five of their very much star players mm-hmm. um, because they've already clinched top spot in the group. So they're likely to lose today. Um, but it would just be kind of the cherry on top of a, of a not very good day for me. Yeah. Well, normally we record this. I mean, we, we try to record it around one on Tuesdays. Um, but we the last couple of times due to scheduling, we've recorded it either right in the last... I guess leg or whatever you want to call it. Of I don't know anything about soccer. Right, right in the in, in the, the second half the second of when half. Bayern is playing. Exactly. So it's basically like you know recording it in the second half in in like the third period of a Leafs game and expecting you know expecting Steve Dangle to pay attention. Right. It's it, it's it's been rough. So hopefully you won't get any uh, any any tirades mid pod. But yeah, nothing's really really been happening in the world. Like in terms of hockey, in terms of real life. I mean, well, it did snow in Toronto today. It is. And yeah. Oh, Rachel oh, wanted to talk about this. My God, how'd you get here today? I, I drove because and I won't that, take the subway right now. Holy, well, yeah, good call. Is, is was that a peaceful um, experience for you? Just um, seamless, smooth, frictionless, even? No, because when it snows, even though it snows here every year, that's we live in Toronto. But I could see the lake from here, like yeah. it snows. Um, the rules of the road don't apply if it snows. No. Did you know? Stop signs don't apply. One-way streets, not a thing. Parking in the middle of Adelaide Street, which is a main street in Toronto. Just do your thing. Like, I'm talking in the middle lane. They just parked. Well, I have <laughs> I have the bylaws in Toronto pulled up here, and it does say when it snows, it is martial law. So anything, <laughs> yeah. anything goes. Just complete, I don't know, guys, but... Utter bedlam. It is, yeah. Like, you would think that... The devil is coming, and well, this is. year maybe he, he is. is. But stop signs, red lights, one-way streets—they all still apply. Yeah. So let's try and abide by that. Also, the people who, when it snows and they only brush off the little square on their windshield, is just the most incredible thing to me. It's uh, how do you see? You can't even see out your window, so you're not using your rearview mirror or your side no. view mirrors. So you're just doing whatever you want. That. Yeah, that should 100%. Like <laughs> That should be a ticket. It, how is it not? And three points. Like, I don't get it. It's so dangerous. Anyway, so yeah, driving in the wintertime in this city. Driving in this city in the summertime is not enjoyable. No, driving in the city at all is not it's enjoyable. It's not enjoyable. But driving in the wintertime in this city is just a that's mess. That's why I don't drive. I've never had to. I've lived in Toronto and mainly downtown Toronto all my life, really. I've never, I've never needed to. So I feel like, so I, at least I'm, I'm taking a little bit of that stress off my plate that you're, you're dealing with. Yeah. I would say though, it's less stressful than when I had to drive in like Manhattan. That was, oh, yeah. wow. That's not even in the same league. Like no, that that's is, a whole different, that's insane. That's a different sport. Manhattan's nuts. Yes. In, for many reasons. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah. That's oh, that. did you know that New York is the only place that has uh, convenience stores or bodegas? Did you, have you, you didn't see this on Twitter yesterday. No. So there's what this, is a bodega? A bodega is, well, <laughs> what? It's, it's what New York is. Word. Yeah. It's what New York is famous for. Basically, it's their version of convenience stores. And so like, like the thing that's right over there, the yeah. Rabbas or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's it's basically like a rabba, but they think like New York has this superiority complex no. to everything. I know it's it's crazy, and I feel like we're talking about New York the way that like someone in Vancouver talks about Toronto. Yeah, talks about us. But so there's been this like for example on TikTok, 
there is which I also don't have yeah but I've been getting into it a lot lately because uh, there's no hockey going on and hockey's my job and everyone's very bored and, and we're gonna get to that because I'm we're not thrilled with the PA and no. mostly the owners unfortunately we do have to talk about labor stuff um, it is it is unfortunate but I will let Rachel kind of tee that up a bit later in the show but there's this kid and I felt so bad for this kid but he essentially I think his dad or his family owns like a, a deli like a New York deli or whatever oh yeah okay those and, are, yeah and so he he would make like these cooking videos like you know making a making a bagel egg you know egg and cheese bagel on like the flat top in like a deli okay and it's like a very just average thing but everybody does it yeah and yet like all of the comments are just like yo new york thinks they invented like food basically well so what's interesting is so when i was working for the devils Mm -hmm. um we had like this breakfast counter in the prudential center so we would go down and you could get like a ham, egg, and cheese yeah. on a bagel, and like the bagels in New Jersey are fantastic. Yeah, New York like, bagels are world renowned. Um, or you could get sausage. The problem was, is I just went like I just want like ham and egg on a bagel, like it's fine, whatever. And she was like, "What kind of ham?" And I was like, "Excuse me." Well, yeah. So they, so there's Taylor, there's Taylor ham, ham, yeah, and then there's some other ham, and then I happen actually to be standing next to Taylor Hall, and I was like, "I guess I'm getting the Taylor guess ham." I'm getting Taylor ham. There, <laughs> there's that big debate. In I think it's I think it's New Jersey. It's Taylor ham or it's something out. A need, pork roll. Pork roll. Yes. Kind of like they say mozzarella as mozzarella. Mozzarella. Yeah, like it's that. a very like. Well, it's, it's like it's, it's like back bacon. It's like back bacon and female bacon. Like those are the same thing. Female bacon is elite. It's it's incredible. But people call people either call it like Canadian bacon slash back bacon or female bacon, and that's a big debate here. But whether or not what we call it, I call it female bacon. It's female. But I can call I can call like I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not getting into an argument. I'm not getting that. like if someone's like, no, it's back bacon. I'm like, all right, all right, fine. Like, you clearly have this. You need this, so I'm gonna give it to you. Like, all right. But yeah, it's other than that. Like the the biggest news in my week is that they gave Baby Yoda a name. See, I've never even seen Star Wars. Like, I watched one movie and hated it. Which one did you watch? Uh, the one with the lightsaber. Okay, you're gonna need to be more specific with that. Okay, Do Darth you... Vader was in it. Okay. Does that narrow it down? How much? How it was the I am your father one. You didn't like Empire Strikes Back? That's one of the best movies of all time. See, and it just wasn't my thing. Okay. Yeah, you know what? It, it can be acquired, an acquired taste. The one thing I will say is that if you don't like toxic fandoms, it's a very good thing you're not a Star Wars fan. I don't like toxic fandoms. Exactly. We know that. Yes. That's why I'm saying that. But like, to- start, no one hates... First of all, Star Wars fans are the most toxic, I would say, media fans in the world. Have you met Toronto Maple Leafs fans? No, no, no. The, have, you haven't met Star Wars fans. Oh, okay. You've met me... And I like. I've met Pokemon fans, and they're nope. nuts. That doesn't even compare. Star Wars fans. No one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans, and no one loves Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. That's concerning. So the other, like the other day, here, let me give an example of how nitpicky. Welcome and, to Star Wars talk. Exactly. Look, there's no hockey going on. What do you expect from us right <laughs> yeah. now? We're gonna get. Would into you rather it. hear us talk about labor negotiations? I mean, we're gonna have to talk about that. We're also gonna give our, our Christmas wish lists this week, so it's gonna be great hockey and. And then I logged on to Twitter one time, yeah, and, and yeah. wow. <laughs> but so. For in in spoilers for this episode, this week's episode of The Mandalorian, it's because that's the that's the Disney Plus show. It's great. That's one with Baby Yoda in it. Um, and so they they essentially there's this in in between episodes two and three of Star Wars, there's this thing that happened called the Clone Wars, and we don't see what happens in in between that because of the movie. So they created this great animated show that's like incredible animation. It's what awesome. What are the the white thingies? Stormtroopers. Yes. The, the Dallas Stars. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, let me, yeah, we'll just, I'm going to put it in terms that you can understand. Thank you. The, story, the white thing using the Dallas the stars. Thing. I went to Star Wars in Disney World literally the week before the pandemic. And I'm so jealous of you. It was awesome. Galaxy Edge. I've, that's. <laughs> It was people, awesome. People are saying, what's the first thing you're going to do when this pandemic's over? Yeah, I'm going, going I'm going to Galaxy Edge. I'm making my own custom lightsaber. I'm pledging myself to the force. It's going to be great. You can be in the shows, too. Like, you could pay $500 and go on stage with Darth Vader. No, I know. There's there's that awesome clip of that little kid who, um, she's got, like, it, there's a thing where, essentially, you walk up to, you can, you walk up to whatever, and you're supposed to, like, fight Darth Vader. Yes, that's what and I'm talking kid, about. And the kid, like, yeah. kneels in front of Darth Vader instead and, like, <laughs> pledges themselves to the like the dark, the dark side, side which is great but so there's this so the clone wars this great animated series that they kind of filled in the gaps between these two movies and it's super popular and i would say it's the best star wars media including the movies that they have out there and there's a character in it called ahsoka she's a jedi but then she goes away and in the mandalorian they bring her in in real life played by rosario dawson and she has these things on her head they look like hair but they're actually like i guess organs of some sort but like she's they're like Say ten, what now? they're like tentacles just search ahsoka and okay. and anyway it was awesome it was a great episode it, the fact that this is a tv show and we're getting like cinematic quality is fantastic played by an a-list actress and she did a great job fans were pissy about it because her like tentacles weren't long enough as they should be oh my god get over yourself i know like it's that's your issue then it was pretty good i know it took a long time to get to that point but that is such it's it's ridiculous i'm here for the baby yoda memes though i have no context for like who baby yoda is or like any of that nonsense but like the baby yoda sipping the tea incredible i'm very here for that so baby like baby yoda is the best thing that's happened to star wars the merchandise is off the well, chart. they haven't even fully. I'm like they haven't even fully capitalized on it because no. well, in Disney World they definitely well yes, but not everyone can go there. Like I, I was expecting like Baby Yoda's the most. You could put him. There's a song called "Dear Baby Yoda," made by The Ringer, um, that is to the tune of "Dear Theodosia" from Hamilton. Yes, and it and it made me cry. I I was sitting in a library. So I think Mike might need to be into um, some type of therapy. Oh, I I already am. Don't worry about that. Okay, good. But um, guess what I'm doing after this? It's been, it's great. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh no like I was in it was the end of my last semester at U of T. So this was actually exactly a calendar year ago basically, and I was in a library. Robarts? No, no. Ne- <laughs> I would never go to Robarts. Robarts, if just just for context. Robarts is the library that the poo guy threw yeah. the poo on the people. You mean the poop? You mean the poopa trader? <laughs> the, yes, the poopa. Or trader. as as U of T students call him, the pee pee poo poo man. <laughs> yes, as well as York students. Yeah, and Ryerson students because he hit. I think he hit all three. Or no, yeah. he, was, he was planning Ryerson. I don't he, ever think he, he hit. Did he two, hit Ryerson? He hit two York students and I think two U of T students. Yeah, and I, as I said at the time, I would almost hope. He would have hit me because then it would give me an excuse to legally murder a man. <laughs> because I already hated being on campus at U of T because I hated U of T. And if some if I was then on campus and someone threw feces at me, That's, that man would be dead. I would run him over. Like side like it I would, just, I would yeah. tear him apart limb from limb. But okay, so anyway, where I was going with this is I <laughs> they posted on Twitter the song and i hadn't listened to Theod- dear theodosia before which is one of the most beautiful songs in the world and i'm sitting here it's the middle of final exams i had the my last stretch of exams in december because i took an extra semester of, U of T. that was by far the hardest i've ever had i hadn't slept in like three days i was at wit's end and i remember watching it it was at like 2 a.m in a library and just silently breaking down 
and it's it's beautiful. I'm on full like school no sleep squad. I yeah. I had 63 emails from students yesterday about marks, and I'm like, no, just, I don't think so. Not it's doing good to know it. that teachers are they're just like you. Yes. Yeah. I'm not. Do not. I didn't show up to class for half the semester. Why is my mark not above 80? Well, because you didn't show up. I don't know what to tell you. Anyways, headlines. Anyways, headlines. We talked about Star Wars. We talked about uh, Hamilton. We talked about driving. Yes, headlines. We're going to talk about the NHL and NHL PA a bit later, but let's first cover Sarah Fuller kicking for Vanderbilt. But, but she messed up. Did you know? See? According to the white men on, on the Twitter. And not to be fair, it's not just white men because Jason Whitlock is a piece of shit. Dude, that oh. Why is he always Okay, funny. Has st- he been correct ever? No. He, okay. He, well, first of all, he's not good at what he does. So, let's cover the most important yes, thing. Yes, yes, Sarah yes. Sarah yes, Fuller. Yes. Incredible. Was the first woman to play in a Power 5 game. If you don't know what the Power 5 is, that's like the five big conferences yeah. in the NCAA. So, like the SEC, the Big, big Ten, Ten, Pac-12, yeah. like the, so she's the first woman and, and like, others. oh, she only kicked off. Well, that's because Vanderbilt's offense sucks so bad that she didn't have the opportunity to kick a field goal because they couldn't even get within field goal. And range. they called the squib kick and she executed it perfectly. In fact, it was probably, probably better than most. No, no. In fact, it was probably their best executed play of the day. Oh, it was. I yeah, watched the game. Vanderbilt, it was. Yeah, <laughs> Vanderbilt sucks. But it, like to the point where I only watched a bit of it because I wish... I wish that I could have, like, on the ESPN app or whatever, they just gave me a notification whenever she was in field goal range or when she was kicking off because I didn't want to watch Vanderbilt's offense. No, nobody wanted to. Or defense, but... I had Clemson on, so, like, I was watching. The thing about that, too, is so everyone's like, oh, she, like... Well, Jason Whitlock was saying, you know... And he's, for like, funny story, real non-sequitur. I remember I interviewed Dan O'Toole right when he came back from... LA so he wasn't on great terms with Fox he was able to just kind of tee off on all the stuff that happened at Fox and I remember just bla- like I was like you can say anything he's like great Jason Whitlock sucks <laughs> I'm like yep um good to know but yeah he so he's like was there not like a is there not a Vanderbilt men's soccer team this blah, blah. no actually Sarah what Sarah Fuller did by kicking off. You could have Googled that in 10 seconds, by the way. Like, that's just lazy. That was probably the least challenging athletic thing she's done in her She won an SEC career. championship last week, guys. Yeah. Like, last week, she won an SEC championship, which is her second. Mm-hmm. So she has had more success than the Vanderbilt football team has had in decades. Like, but also, like, she's a soccer player. Yeah, she's a keeper. Soccer is difficult. Being a keeper is difficult. As somebody who played yes. high-level soccer, You're wearing yes. a soccer jersey right now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you would know. I am somewhat educated on the sport that you, I call football. You know what is football, actually? F U T B O L. That's how you spell it. Um, no, it's... she. I'm so happy for her, though. Like, good for her. Being a punter is probably the least challenging athletic thing she's done in her collegiate career. Yes, she didn't even have to kick a field goal. She has goal. to save penalty kicks. Like, that is objectively one of the hardest yeah. things to do. Like, short of hitting a baseball. Yeah. So it's funny because, so Katie Nolan had that great segment yes. where it was like, oh, you think you could hit that kick? Okay, prove it. I want every single person who, who, if this was any other, if this was a dude, no one would give a shit. No one would be talking about it. No one, but Did everyone, anybody watch the Broncos play this weekend? You're telling oh me my that God. they executed a single thing better than Sarah Fuller did? They did not. They, pro- they should have put Sarah Fuller a quarterback. 
because yeah, they didn't honestly. have a quarterback. And thank God I didn't start. I, it, I was I was very close to starting the guy who they put in at quarterback because he was listed as a wide receiver, so I could get quarterback points for that. He ended up with negative points, so I and I didn't start him. Did you see that the first so? Mike is a Saints fan. Yes. And the Saints are playing the Broncos. Hell yeah. The throwing, the passing stats in the first quarter were a combined for both teams negative eight. Do you know how hard it is to have negative eight passing yards? Look, I don't want to talk about Taysom Hill today, okay? It's Taysom Hill. Let's get back on track then. (laughs) He, uh, just put Jameson. He's more entertaining. But anyway. Good for Sarah Fuller. Yeah. Incredible. Any, like, it's so funny to watch just how, like, not funny. Fragile. Men are so fragile. I don't get this. And I'm saying this as a guy. Like, it's okay to not be as good at someone at something. Yeah, like, you. there like, are 99% of people in the world that are not as good as Sarah Fuller is at kicking. 100% of people listening to this are better than me at something. Yes. 100% of people listening to this are better than you at something. Yes. That's okay. Yes, Sarah it's supposed Fuller, to be like that. Sarah Fuller's better than you. At sports. There's a reason you're typing on Twitter with 413 followers and she has a full ride to Vanderbilt. There's a reason why <laughs> you're in your garage on your eighth natty light. Your wife, your, you know, your wife who's just teetering on the edge of a divorce is in inside. Has the papers written. It has the papers tucked away in her drawer and she just, the only do- dose of serotonin she gets is opening up that drawer and staring at them for three minutes and just going, if only, and then putting them back. It's... There's a reason why you're at that stage in life and she is on TV executing perfect squib kicks. It's, and I guarantee you if they would have asked her to kick, she'd have kicked it well too. She would have it would have been dead center. It would have been right down the middle. Like they said she was kicking uh She's still like going to she's still on the team. She's 25 gonna, yard field goals in practice. I'm like then maybe get your offense down there so that she could do that. If she like she's a soccer player, which means that Their, her job is to do what? To kick a ball, but like she, that also means that her leg is freaking. Her legs are massive. Exactly. Did but you I mean, see them? Yeah, I did. Huh? Oh, I I saw them. But also, like it's like her leg in terms of strength. That's yeah. Like, is yoked out, and like I bet she could. Like I can't wait until she hits like a fifty yarder. Well, just no, to okay, shut so everyone kicking up. Kicking a football is different than it kicking is different. a soccer ball. Oh, it's way different. But you can still kick. Like you don't. You don't all of a sudden lose your strength. Like, it should just go away. If you have, like, kicking a football and kicking a soccer ball are obviously completely different. It's a completely different motion. But if you, if you like, having that underlying, first of all, the, having the mechanics and having the timing and having the underlying strength, she has that. The most important thing. Spend a week in practice just changing your foot position. You got it. And she's got 60 yarders right down the dick ready to go. Like, it's, <laughs> like, it, it's, it's, uh, look. Okay. It's it's so, remarkable. Great job, Sarah Fuller. We mm. stand. Vanderbilt, get your act together on offense so that she could kick a field goal, please. Let's hop into plot points and then we can do NHL and PA and then do our wish list and Hang on. have so, a Merry Christmas. An exciting thing happened. My friend oh, yes, 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 yes. launched her clothing company. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not sponsored by them. We are not. We're but just we're just giving I'm, a free I've ad known space. Her since high school. So it's called Heading North Company, and it's all about, like, basically cottage apparel. So it's like a cottagey vibe type Mm -hmm. situation. So if you know what Muskoka is, it's that vibe. 
Um, but yeah, just check out their website. It's Heading North Company. Muskoka I'm super, vibes. I'm super stoked. I've tried it on. I have my stuff already. Waiting for mine in the mail. Yeah. So I'm going to get Mikey some stuff for Christmas, even though I'm the Grinch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm super happy for her. So uh, you can feel free to check that out. Support local. Stop buying nonsense from Hollister. Or stop ordering stuff on Amaz- off Amazon. You definitely stop ordering stuff off Amazon. Yeah, seriously. It is... Jeff Bezos sucks. Man, I was taking a walk down King Street the other day. Every single store is closed. Like, every single sucks. independent, like, restaurant and everything. Like, the, like Gabby's is a chain. It's open. But, like, any, any, like, independent restaurant or business, like, they're all closed. There's a pizza place by my house. And so, okay, right now during the pandemic, the only, like, chain food I'll eat is McDonald's because that's, mm-hmm. like, my vice. Yeah, you, yeah. But everything else, I'm eating a local. So, like, I go to the local pizza place. I mm-hmm. go to, like, the local chicken wing place. Like, I won't go to St. Louis right now or, like, any of that because, yeah. like, I want to support local. You shouldn't go to St. Louis I anyway. bought my mom's Christmas present from, like, a local um, carver mm-hmm. instead of just, like, ordering it on Amazon. It cost me double, but, like, at yeah. the same time, that's going to help that kid, uh, that guy buy Christmas presents for his kid. So, like, I'd yeah. way rather just pay double. It's, look, it sucks. And I know that money is tight for everyone. Money's tight for me. Money's tight for anyone essentially working right now, especially people working in sports. But if you can at all, buy local. Like, it, it, Amazon doesn't need your support. Yeah, Jeff Bezos is the last person that needs your Starbucks support. doesn't need your support. But independent, like, what? <laughs> Starbucks isn't getting mine because I'm allergic to coffee. Exactly. As I sip a coffee right across from you. But it, it is, like... What makes this city so great, what makes Toronto, what makes any city so great, but just speaking from being someone who lives in Toronto, is is these local independent places, is these, you know, these hole in the wall places that just specialize on certain things. They add so much because Toronto is turning into a place and living downtown. It's very apparent considering that I'm staring at the Rogers Center, which might, you know, be a shopper's drug mart, you know, come five years from now. This is It's going to suck living here if they tear that down. No, I know. It's going to be so loud. You're going to have to come, like, live near me. Well, I already have construction going on right down below me because they're building a Nobu. Right. And it, luckily, that's it's, it's just a bummer. But I'm saying, like, Toronto is turning into a place that is only condos and shoppers drug marts. And any type of local flair, local business we can have to, to just preserve that. It's so important. And, you know, obviously, we're legally not allowed to go out and eat and do stuff like that. But Well, yeah. And actually, maybe follow the rules, guys. Yeah. Like, it, like, you're the, like in person, you're the first person other than my dad who I've seen in whoever. I can't even remember. I'm petrified to see anyone. Yeah. I don't even, like, no. I, I just spend... Other than going for walks? No, I, I don't even do that. I, I go, go in my backyard. <laughs> I go on the Lakeshore Trail, though. No oh, one's, okay, no so one's there, especially because it's the winter. Okay, can, should we talk about hockey? <sighs> do we have to? Okay, I mean, let's do plot we're points. We're half an hour in. <laughs> let's do plot points. Um, yeah, obviously trending up COVID in sports. The Broncos had to all what three... What are you doing, honey? Okay, so it's not... <laughs> And you know what's funny? Okay, so they had no eligible quarterbacks this week, this mm. past week, because one quarterback tested positive and the other quarterbacks weren't refused to wear a mask. No. So they were all in close quarters is how I understand They didn't it. refuse to wear a mask. Basically, here's them. what happened. The, I'm, I'm far more sympathetic to what happened to the Broncos than I am to the Ravens. So the Broncos, essentially what happened is, so their backup QB... Jeff Driscoll, he tested positive. Okay. But before he tested positive, their starter, um, Drew, Drew Locke, Locke, got 
the whole quarterback room. So him and the two others. And we're like, we're going to, we're going to go to the facility. We're going to watch tape late into the night and try and prove because we suck right now. Okay. And so, and instead of doing this offsite, we're going to do this in the facility. So we're all there together. So it's in the most, probably the, the most sanitized place you can be because they're going crazy with that right now. Right. And because, and they should have been wearing masks indoors, but they thought it's just them three there alone in the building. So it's fine. We won't wear masks. And then what happened? And then Driscoll tested positive. And, and by the way, Locke and Bortles, who are the two, they both tested negative. It's just because they're close contacts. And it could be in your system and you not. That's true. So they... You can still be contagious. So it, it was dumb of them not to wear masks, obviously. But I'm a lot more sympathetic to them being just them three alone in the facility. And... and like it was contained to them. It's not yes. like the entire team got it. The in Ravens, on the other hand... Not, I think it's what, 19 players are, are out right now? On the COVID list? Half my fucking fantasy team, so thank you for Did that. Did you, like, but pay attention? The, Raven, the Ravens are the opposite of Seattle, who hasn't had a single positive test. Which is Nuts. Pete Carroll is he they yeah. were asking him about it and he was talking about it on his podcast like prior to the NFL season starting. He's like, I'm gonna take every precaution mm-hmm. available to me. Because it's ravaging these teams. <laughs> like even not even not even in terms of safety, just like if you want to be a good football team, it's better to not have your players have COVID. It's better to be able to practice all throughout the week because this is what that's what's killed the the Patriots this season. Right. It's that their QB got COVID and they basically had to shut down the facility for the last five weeks so they can't practice. And the Ravens, so this is essentially, essentially what happened with the Ravens is their strength and conditioning coach just refused to wear a mask and he's with every position group and he tested positive. And he tested positive and now the Mark and they, Andrews, they who's a diabetic, yeah. also has it, which is super dangerous. So the moral of the story here is one, wear a mask and two, actually take safety precautions because the Canadian world yeah. junior team had to shut down camp. Columbus and the, like yeah. the blue jackets announced they had to shut down their facilities because they had m- multiple players test positive for COVID. Vegas had to shut down their yep. facilities. Montreal had a player test positive. And those are the only public ones. There are definitely other like players that have tested positive and they just haven't had to announce it. McDavid had it. So here's what I'm a little worried about. Like, you're about. just not being careful at this point. Here's what I'm a little worried about, too, is... So Matthews is host, is hosting these, you know... Skates. These skates. In Arizona. In, yeah. I Yeah, my friend who's McDavid's... Like, the guy who plays for York. Yeah. Um, they're all down in Arizona. The guy... Okay, so you know the passing video McDavid posted? Yeah. My friend is the one passing to him in that video. But yeah, I'm a little worried about that because... They've all had COVID. Yeah, but you can, you get, can it. get it again. You can get it again. But it's like they just feel like they don't have to be safe about it. I don't know. I mean, I guess. <sighs> we don't know, but the reality of the situation is it's getting worse, not better. And it's because people are being lax, like, lax about taking precautions. So it's the amount of yeah. the amount of people I see on like my Instagram stories, like hosting mass gatherings and stuff. Like I tweeted this. <laughs> I tweeted this before. And I'm going to say it again. Like if I see you on, on Snapchat or Instagram stories or whatever, you know, with like 10 other people having hosting. a birthday party I'm, while I'm alone in my fucking condo talking to the walls. I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm going to pull up wearing a mask in a hazmat suit and kick your ass. Like this is ridiculous. Speaking of ass kicking, um, I have been informed <laughs> of um, Mike's let's go takes on Twitter and our producer uh, has threatened him. Yeah. Rachel, <sighs> Um, this, this is this is what lockdown Connor has done to has me. Threatened to mess with Mike's yeah. audio if yeah. he does not shape up, because from <laughs> what I've heard, um, Mike thinks he can fight Jake Paul. Yeah, Jake Paul square um, up. 
something about being a Christmas prince. Okay, I'll explain that later. Um, and then he was talking about stuffing and like, I hate stuffing and Mike threatened to beat the crap out of me. So <laughs> I feel like that's a little no, aggressive. I didn't. And if I get the crap beaten out of you, you know who to call. First of all, <laughs> don't put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> but I essentially was, so stuffing is great. I love stuffing. No. I don't think you've had good stuffing. Yes. When it gets crispy, when it's, oh, it, the butthole bread, it's great. It's. Excuse me? It's called, it's, it's butthole bread. Like turkey. <laughs> no, I'm definitely no, but not it's, eating it's, it. It's awesome. So I was basically like, you know, anyone who doesn't like, like just joking around, like anyone doesn't like stuffing, like just give me your Addy so I can pull up and then we can fight it out. And Rachel like texted me Im- immediately was like, I don't like stuffing. And so I, I posted that. I replied to my own tweet. I posted two two pictures. It was a screenshot of the thing, and then Thanos going, "I'm sorry, little one." And then I'm like, "Don't make me do this." Now the Jake Paul. So Jake Paul fought Nate, Nate Robinson. Robinson. He yeah. knocked him out in the second round. Nate, man, dude, Nate Robinson. But Jake Paul's actually had like boxing training, but him Jake Paul's fought before. Yeah, but Jake Paul challenging Conor McGregor is really dumb. Yeah. Like that's that Con- is look, a professional mixed martial artist. Well, Conor McGregor's pretty washed. They're both, and they're but both. But he would still kick his ass. And they're both shitty people. But Conor McGregor would wipe the floor with. And Jake I Paul. kind of want it to happen. I do too. But we keep Jake Paul keeps getting in these fights, and he keeps picking these. Like first of all, Jake Jake Paul's not a not a tall guy, but Nate Robertson's. I'm t- I'm taller than Nate Robinson. Like it's. Is like, he a basketball player? Yeah, but he's fucking tiny. Like he, his thing is that he's tiny. Oh, I don't okay. think he's even. I don't even. I don't think he's even over six feet. Okay, so but he got killed. Like yeah, he, he got like, knocked out. Dude, it was it was rough. I watched that. I didn't on my Twitter timeline. It's one. Someone was like live streaming it, I think, and uh, yeah. Anyways, height in so feet. then Mike. Hold on, hold on. Mike, he's five nine. I'm taller than Nate Robin, oh Robinson. God. So five ten and a half, baby. Mike, Mike tweets that he's gonna fight Jake Paul. Oh, I and, said. Uh, I, could, I said happen. I could take Jake Paul. I think I could. If I if I trained as hard as he did, I think I could. I think I could fight Jake Paul. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, what is this Christmas prince okay. nonsense? Quickly, like I need to know okay, what is so, happening here. I did. I tweeted this. I didn't. Everyone was like, "Oh, like big man getting matches." No, I wasn't <laughs> saying that. I was trying to. I was trying to find out if I'm getting fucked with. Like, because I feel like Fair. I don't want to end up in like a TikTok where everyone's just like, "I try. I did the Christmas Prince Challenge on all my hinge matches, and they all look like fucking idiots." <laughs> like, basically, I had like <laughs> in the last like two days, I had like four people message me on Hinge, "Will you be my Christmas Prince?" And I feel like, no. I mean, sure. I'll be any, I'll be anyone's Christmas prince if you want. I, I I love Christmas. Me too. But I'm confused. Like I don't know. But I dibs being the Grinch. Is this a coordinated effort? Like, I, is this a meme that I'm missing out on? I don't know. I wouldn't know. I just recently reactivated my Hinge account, so this is this is all recent. Like, I deactivated it because I was like, this is ridiculous. Also, <laughs> it's locked down. Like, there's no point. Right. And then I was Still like... Still locked down, though. Yeah, and I'm like, you know what? Like, whatever. I'll, I need to talk to people. Maybe maybe I'll talk to some people. It'll be, it'll be nice. And it look, it's been it's been great. But I feel like I'm on the end. Like, I tweet that out because I'm like, is am, am I getting old... Too old to understand these memes? Speaking of, like, dating apps or whatever, mm-hmm. since last week when <laughs> Mike Johnson was like, why don't you check out Rachel's DMs and marriage proposals... When yeah. you brought up like Fifty Shades or whatever, I have not had a single like I've had people slide in, but no one has slid in with like anything psychotic or weird. So we like, did it. We I did guess it. thanks, Mike. We did it. You're welcome. It was not, me. 
well, it's the two of you. Thank you for maybe cleaning that up. No, now that I've said that, there's going to be... I guess be... they're coming over to me because they're asking me to be their Christmas prince. And I don't like... Look, I'm very flattered and I will happily be your Christmas prince listeners. But I, I feel like I'm on the... I feel like I'm on the wrong end of a meme here. And it's just barreling down. The last one, and we and this kind of ties into headlines, I guess. And it, normally this wouldn't be breaking news, but or normally notable news. But it's just fun to talk about. Trending down is Garrett Sparks' professional hockey career. What the hell is happening? What happened? So I woke up this morning, checked Twitter, because I hate myself, apparently. Yes. That's what I do. Um, and I see a tweet from the Orlando Solar Bears. And it was the ECHL team. ECHL team. And they and they went, well, it, the, the way they phrase the tweet to is, well, we can't believe 2020 either because Garrett Sparks has just signed with the and I'm like, "What? I he thought did it was what now? I thought it was a joke. I thought it was I thought it was like a meme. I thought it was something happening. No, he's Garrett Sparks is in the ECHL again. Now, not great. This is a this this is a cavernous fall from grace. Staggering. This man was signed to a contract extension by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Then proceeded to say he didn't get his chance. Yeah, turning down is the amount of opportunities that Garrett Sparks has left. Now, he, the fact is, he wasn't good in the AHL last year. Right. Because he got traded to Vegas after he sucked. Okay. He it, was great with the Marlies. Yeah, I covered him. He was not good with the Leafs. Well, he's... Not up to standard. Like, he's not Jack Campbell. Yeah, he's also just not a good dude. Like, I think we can just say that. Like, he's just not. And look, he, I, I've covered him before, and he, he's done nice things. I remember when he, you know, when he called, him, he called us all back into a media scrum after a game to, to give a shout-out to Roy Pejnikovsky, um, right. which was, you know, like, was really great. But there are things that I've heard, and just, like, the way that he handles himself Thanks. as a professional athlete, like... I, I always come back to this story of the Marlies were far and away the best team in the AHL. This was, you know, I think January like fourth or something in twenty eighteen. My first year on the beat when they when they won the Calder Cup. Yeah, that was because I was in New Jersey that year. Yeah, so the Marlies they were like ten. This was mid season. Everyone was called up. Like Lilligren, Sandin hadn't even drafted yet. Lilligren was at the World Juniors. Everyone had been called up. And the Marlies were still far and away the best team in the AHL. And the, they lost this game like 3-1 at home. And Sparks had like 35 saves or something. He played well. And the, Mar- the way that the concourse is, is we wait. At the dress, the, con- like the way that they walk out onto the ice goes right through the concourse. So we wait. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not explaining this to you. I'm explaining this to the listeners. You know. Um, and the way the media is, they, we wait outside the dressing room. And so I, I saw Sparks like, you know, walk from because he was and he this because he was, I think, the second star of the game in a loss. <clears throat> so he played really well and he was walking down the concourse and kids line this, you know, because they, they want to get, you know, it's, it doesn't matter who you are. You're a high five. doesn't matter who you are. You're a professional hockey player. It's great. And so one kid just goes like, he played great, Garrett or whatever. And Garrett's just like looking dejected and he just mutters to himself and I could hear because I'm there. He's like. It doesn't matter. I'm like, fuck you. You just want you. Yeah, you lost like one game. You guys are far and away in first place. You played amazing. You were the second star. That's why you're walking back like on your own. What do you have to complain about? Oh, it doesn't matter. And then he goes up to the Leafs, admits in an athletic piece that he didn't play goalie all summer, and then is given. Which and is then, always good to admit when like Lou Lamorello is your GM. When Lou Lamorello is your GM and there are two other backup candidates that are trying to steal your job. And 
they and and Mike Babcock already doesn't like you. And the organization went out on a limb to to give you. You were the fourth best goalie in camp, and they gave it to you based on they gave you the job based on reputation alone. And not only did you suck, you then complained about the your job as a backup and called them out on your way out. And then in the wor- and then after after giving up six goals to the dead 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 last Ottawa Senators you called out a team filled with like Austin Matthews John Tavares whatever for their lack of emotion yeah, and then good you, job. and then you got sent away from the team right before the playoffs you didn't even get like sent down to the minors you got sent away yeah so it was like he's trending down quickly it's yeah. not great it's not great um okay. let's talk about the uh, let's talk about labor I put I I procrastinated this for so long and we are not going to spend more than five minutes on this because we want to get to our wish list and i'm already grinchy as it is yeah so i'm gonna get i'm gonna have you explain this while i quickly pour another cup of coffee yeah so that i'm, I gonna, can't I'm breathe. gonna because i'm gonna need that. i'm gonna pour it over there <laughs> rachel's allergic to coffee so i have to i have to press and pour my coffee on the opposite side of my place and it might even still be too close and i still yeah so rachel so mike johnson gave us a bit of a primer what was going on Essentially, this is owners being greedy. The NHL and the NHLPA already came to an agreement on the CB, on a CBA before the return to play. Right. They've already deferred some of their salary, and yep. now the and now NHL owners are crying poor again, as they always do, and are hoping to amend it and ask for more deferrals. What what is going on here? Yeah. So that was kind of a good sum up. And yeah, if you're kind of wondering, um, Mike Johnson explained it really well. Uh, somebody who's a former player um, who went through the big lockout in 0405. Um, but the reality of the situation is that the players and the owners agreed on a new like CBA for the extension and they came to this agreement. And then six months later, not even they're reneging on this agreement. And it's very difficult. People say like, oh, I don't have sympathy for either side, but it is far harder to have sympathy for billionaires than it is for athletes who make... For millionaires. Yeah, like a- athletes, and some aren't even millionaires, like some make 750000 or whatever. It's far more difficult for me to have sympathy for somebody like Larry Tannenbaum, who uh, owns part of MLSE, or Bell and Rogers, who are oligarchs that... Uh, charge me $200 a month for my phone bill. Like, I have zero sympathy for you. Um, And they're going back and reneging on the deal. So you kind of got to... The way I look at it is you need to put yourself in the the shoes, right? If, If you cut a deal with someone that you believed was fair. You didn't get everything you wanted. They didn't get everything they wanted. But you cut a deal. Life is full of compromises. Right. That's what's going to have to be. So you make compromises. You make concessions. And then two months or three months later, they go, oh, no, 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 no. We're going to go back. We're going to take all the things we negotiated back, including the most important one, which is your money. I'm like, oh, so we, it's, it's cool that the billionaires are taking money from the millionaires? Yeah? No, it's not. Um, well, if you, if you reverse the roles, there's no way. There's if, no yeah, way you would if, get it. If the player said, we want X, Y, and Z, the owners would literally be like, kick rocks. They would tell them to to kick rocks. But the problem you run into is neither side can afford to not play. One, the players need money. Two, you'll have franchises that won't survive if they don't play. And three, you have a new TV deal coming up in the U.S. If you don't play again, the reason the NHL has the TV deal they do right now is because they screwed up in 0405, mm-hmm. had the lockout, and ESPN backed out of the TV deal. So they went like, to versus. You can't get your shit together. Yeah. 
So you're negotiating with ESPN right now to have a huge TV deal, and you want to have a lockout? Are you new? Like, no. were you born yesterday? And Gary Bettman, he wins. He doesn't go into no. He, he's won every negotiation he's been in. So which which is sucks because unless they unless the players complete, completely capitulate, when are we getting hockey back? Right. So I think um, I think it's going to come to a point where the owners are going to realize like. No, they're not. No, but they're going to realize that they're not going to get everything, and the players are going to realize that they're not going to get everything, and we're going to be back at this. We need to compromise type of situation. But the players which don't a, get anything. I like it's it's terrible, and honestly. I'm I'm pretty much at the point where I'm like, I don't really give a shit. Just like give me hockey back. That's what I was saying. Like, because we were talking about we were we were talking about you know we're doing prep for this podcast and you're like we have to talk about. It. I'm like yes we do, but also no one gives a shit about this. Like just play. Like just let them play. At this point, like that's why I I, I pushed this topic to the absolute farthest we could in the show. No one like this is just such petty. Especially okay. Like they're not even talking right now. It's so bad. It's very difficult. To sympathize or even care about the about you know owner millionaires fighting billionaires when, like we said, when every independent storefront is like boarded up in downtown Toronto when yeah and Larry Tannenbaum owns half the condos in this city and rent on average is eighteen hundred dollars a month yeah. for a studio yeah I live in like a... I'm sorry but I just really don't and Bell and Rogers are charging two hundred dollars a month for a phone plan oh like, yeah I just shut up I just got my I just got my e bill today and I looked at it and I'm like well. I'm just not going to have, I'm, that's a tomorrow problem. I'm not going to deal with that right now. Yeah, like it's, it's just, it's really hard to have sympathy, especially when you're talking about corporations owning teams. Like some teams have owners and like, obviously they'd struggle like teams like Ottawa because Eugene Melnick is broke, mm-hmm. but like you're, you're, you're going to tell me but that also, the, Mol- that's you're going to tell fault. me, hang on, you're going to tell me that the Molson brothers who, um, definitely have made more money in the pandemic because of all the beer mm-hmm. um are, oh, yeah. are are hard up right now get lost so it's 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 annoying and we don't really want to talk about it so that is all i have to say about that because it, it pisses me off i mean it's it's tough to sympathize or care about about this topic about millionaires fighting billionaires when like it's tough to sympathize with either side, but it is way more difficult to empathize with the owners. We're in we're in probably the worst part of a lockdown right now, like our second lockdown. But I would say like COVID cases are hitting record highs every day. People are out of out of work, out of jobs. They're living off either government assistance or paycheck to paycheck if they're still lucky enough to be able to to have a job or or if they're fur- people are getting talented people are getting furloughed. MLSE laid off twenty five percent of its staff yesterday. Like that's and no, one re- and no one reported about it. Like it's, it's, it's tough times. And so it's tough to, it's tough to care about Jeremy Jacobs wanting an extra, you know, X percent. He is the one person where I'm like, I genuinely don't care about you. Oh, he's the one guy who didn't pay any of their staff. Yeah. Like, like I genuinely and despise also, you, Like, and also like, yeah, Eugene Melnick is broke. That's because that's his fault. Yeah. Maybe that's don't, not, maybe don't do things that I saw you do with my own eyes to waste your money. Yeah, it, it, it's it's just ridiculous. That I won't say because yeah. I don't want to get sued. It's it, so... Uh, Anyways. It's tough to care. I All I care about, and the point we're trying to make here, all I care about is that we just want hockey back. It is so dire right now. Like, I cannot... Look, seasonal depression, it's real. I'm going through it right now. I'm sure you're going through it right now. I don't get seasonal depression. You I just have PTSD. Yeah. I, Objectively, I just have sucks. depression. Like, it, you know, everyone everyone has some sort of mental mental difficulty or mental illness i guess not difficulty every mental struggle and 
you know, I have anxiety and depression. Like I've been very upfront about that on Twitter and everything dealing with it. But especially in these days when you can't go outside when you can't talk to people like in person, it just sucks. And so we need like we need these things to come back as some like the NFL. Serotonin. Yeah. The NFL is inching along right now. But honestly, Barely. that is the best part of my week when I'm able to watch football with my dad. I look forward to that. This podcast and on Sundays when I can watch football with my dad, either virtually or in person, it's the best. It's it's the best part of my week. We need sports to come back. Just to, like sports exist to distract the masses. They existed. The gladiator fights existed back in Rome to, you know, give the masses an outlet, or else they'd rise up and and stab people with javelins. Exactly. So, it, and not saying that you know I'm on the I'm, I'm on the edge of that, but just stop the petty squabbling. At the NHL, how the NBA. Yes, there's different economic situations. But the NBA no, is there's coming, also far more money involved. Yeah, but the NBA is coming back in 21 days. Let's go Raptors. Um, like, you know, R.I.P. Serge Ibaka. He's not dead, but he just left, so he's dead to me now. But it's it's okay, it's Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's it's just yeah. t- it's just tough to care about this. Like, we don't care how it how it gets resolved. Just fucking resolve it and come back and play. Right. Go sit in a corner and resolve it. Don't, you're not coming out until you're done. That's what my parents used to yeah. do. The two of you can sit in the room and resolve this nonsense, and you're not coming out until you're done. All right. We don't have to talk about that anymore because we're gonna. It's it's a Christmas pod. We're talking about festive things and what and it's the season of giving and it's also the season of receiving. Rachel, you know we're 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 giving this podcast to you. We're giving this podcast to you, the listeners, and this is what we hope the universe will send back to us in return. We're doing our Christmas wish list. This is hockey related, but it's also not hockey related. We can talk about whatever. We've talked about hockey for like twenty percent of this pod. So <laughs> I think okay. Neither one of us. This isn't on either one of our wish lists, but we both want it. It's a it's a vaccine. Oh, um, like I will butt chug that vaccine. <laughs> I saw a tweet the other day my friend sent it to me and it was like somebody bought like X amount of vaccines and some chick tweeted inject this literally into my veins. I'm like, yes. Oh, like I don't care. I've, I've, I've had this conversation with many people, but like what is, okay, real quick before we get into this, what is the worst side effect you could live with from a vaccine? Oh, Okay, well, let's get this one in the clear. Vaccines don't give you autism. Well, yeah, so obviously. That's I, don't not think, a thing. I don't even think we need to say that. I don't well, think, you would be surprised. I don't think we have any vaxxers listening to us. Um, I don't know. Like, I, we do, I live with something chronic, that's for sure. No, but I mean, like, what's the worst? Like, let's say, like, because everyone's worried about, oh, but like, it's being rushed, so you might get side effects. Okay, I so would live I with. Had, I had, I got the H1N1 vaccine, like the swine flu vaccine, and then proceeded to actually get swine flu. Oh, that yeah. feels kind of counterintuitive. Right. So as like as someone who has gotten an, like a vaccine that clearly didn't work, mm-hmm. I'm still getting the COVID vaccine. Oh, absolutely. Right. So I, I was able to live with the side effect of like I got a vaccine and then proceeded to actually get the thing. Mm-hmm. So I and, and I managed because I was You're like, here. It's, a, it's a risk you have to take. Maybe maybe you died. And I went crazy and I'm just sitting in my kitchen speaking to myself and right. you're just a figment of my imagination. Yeah. So that's that. Okay. Wish list. I would, I would, I don't know, like I would poop blood for like two <laughs> weeks. I don't care. I would, I would I, literally, if it makes me grow like a vestigial twin, like I'll do it. At least I'll have a friend. It'll be nice. Um, yes. Christmas wish list is the season of receiving Rachel. Let's say, you know, I don't, I'm not down. I'm. More on the other side of Christmas. Of giving? Yeah, I love love to give, but this is us. No, at, I take people's presents away and take them to oh, my... Oh, yeah, because you're the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah, okay, take them cool. to my lair. But we are... Uh, let's say, you know, you're sitting on Santa's lap in the least 
suggestive way possible because I know anytime I say that, it gets weird. It gets so weird. <laughs> You're sitting on a gender neutral Santa's lap. What are you asking for? Oh. We'll go, um, we'll go back and forth here. Hockey. So this is a can hockey just, related wish can list. We just out, can we just put it out of the way first? Hockey to come back. Yeah, that's uh, we already covered that. Yes, but like I feel like everyone's gonna be like, no, the, uh, that's number the one on the list. list. Absolutely, that number two. Okay. Um, yeah, the vaccines first. Yes. Okay, vaccine one, and, vaccine and then hockey. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want more innovative thinking, mm-hmm. and I I don't just mean this in the cliche way. I mean I want more innovation on how the game is coached, so tactics, uh, player deployment. I want more diversity. So I want more innovative thinking in the way that I want people who are from diverse backgrounds to be included in this game in the decision-making aspect of things because I think the more diverse backgrounds and, and perspectives that we have, the, the more innovative and effective the sport will be and the more it'll move forward. I want innovative marketing because the innovative, like the marketing in Mm -hmm. hockey right now sucks ass. If you look at like the NBA, how the NBA or soccer is marketed. Um, I just, I want more outside of the box thinking, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Whether it's coaching the team, whether it's like evaluating players, whether it's hiring practices or how you market the game, the game is not going to grow unless our marketing significantly gets better. And there's a difference between innovative thinking and being a dummy and the Leafs possibly playing two forwards and three defensemen. That No, <laughs> that's not what I'm talking about. Like yeah. I laid out what I wanted. Like I yeah. want, look at how the NBA markets and we talked about it's this incredible. a couple weeks Even ago. the NFL. Take their two interns or their two coordinators mm-hmm. and hire them and yes. let them do their thing. And don't, we're not looking for your opinion. Like we want, we want marketing. We want new stuff. We want new ideas because we are not doing a good enough job of marketing our stars, of marketing to new fans, of trying to keep um, diverse fans. Like hockey just doesn't do a good job of any of that. So I need more innovation around the entire game. The the like the NHL. Even if you look at and I don't like this. I'm sure this is not the people who's running its fault. It's the mandates they get. But the NHL, like the the way they handle social media and marketing, it's terrible. The and how you can like the NBA will shove LeBron, Kevin Durant. Kyrie, Steph Curry. Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry highlights, like tweets, highlight packs, like down your throat. The NHL are like, here are the top 10 Martin Jones saves from last year. Which, like, like, cool. First of all, no one knows who Martin Jones is. Second of all, I'm, I'm shocked you can find 10. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's ridiculous. Or putting out fan, like that fan poll of centers. It was a joke. First of all, it's like, it's the worst. Four Philadelphia centers on there. Not one of them actually belongs. But also like having Kevin Hayes above all these players, but also like that is a damning indictment and we've been over this, but a damning, 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 damning indictment of how the NHL has presented their game. I'm shocked Chicago Blackhawks weren't on there. Oh, I know. Based on how much they play in the winter classics. But it's a damning indictment on how the NHL has presented itself, its product to fans, that they are, that that's what fans are, are, that, that is the opinion of fans. Kevin Hayes is six and the reigning MVP winner who probably shouldn't have won MVP in the first place is 14. Ridiculous. What's um, on, on your list? Mine is and somewhat hockey related, but I'm hoping that people in Alberta um, are given comedy lessons. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I, I, yes, that's mine. I hope on my, I just, I'm more of a light. I'm wishing that no, but like I have a tweet in front of me and this is great. And it's from chirp town hockey. Just classic chirps from Chirp Town Hockey, bro. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And it's it's a it's a picture of McDavid and Matthews talking on the ice in one of their, you know, super spreader skates. 
And Matthews is, is looking at McDavid and he's going, bro, you have to get me out of Toronto. And McDavid's going, well, we're really not looking for a third line center, dot, dot, dot. Just, just classic comedy. Pause for laugh. Yeah, because I know that given the choice between Toronto and Edmonton, I'd rather live in Edmonton. Said no one ever. Yeah. Okay, it's also, so you want you want I comedy want, lessons. I want for people. people in I Alberta. want people in, in in just the western part of Canada even to learn how to be funny. Okay. Because I think that they've grown up tragically with humor deficiencies. Right. It's a chronic illness. Right. And I, I hope that they can get maybe a transplant, or or um, it could be incorporated into their school curriculum, so right. we can help the next uh, era. Just lighten up a little bit. Stop being Oscar the Grouch. Yeah, just shut the fuck up, guys. <laughs> like, like you, you, your teams are good. I think the Flames, Oilers, and and uh, Canucks and Canucks fans, you know, they they're pretty crazy, but they're more they more eat themselves than they do other people. And they're more angry at their owner than yeah, anything. Yeah, and they have every right to be. But you still you have reasons to be happy. And Jim Benning. You have, you have reasons to be happy. You all, each of you has either a superstar or a, just a good, well-rounded team. I was going to say Edmonton and Vancouver have they have super, superstars. Calgary's, two of them. Calgary's got a good, well-rounded team. I'd say. And Calgary has a fantastic goalie. Yes. So just be and happy. And Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> also, like it's not like not everything has to be about Toronto. Right. Like we first of all we drive the money. So I need you to understand right off the bat. Yeah, the league. I I have actually seen the back yeah. end guys and. Uh, yeah, the league markets Toronto for that reason because they drive the most revenue. Like I, so I work for Yahoo Sports. Everything I write <laughs> about the Leafs does like at least at least double the numbers that like that I do about any other team. Okay, so speaking of mm-hmm. lightening up, this has been on my Christmas yep, list yep, for yep. a while. Less evil and psychotic discourse between mm. the analytics and eye test yeah. crew. So we talked about this last week a bit with Mike Johnson. There are people who are on the eye test side, like Steve Simmons and Dave Festchuk and Pierre Maguire and definitely Mike Milbury. Um, and then there are people on the analytics side who are very easy to find on Twitter mm-hmm. because they're always yelling and screaming. And both? And both of... And are both toxic. Of, yeah, both of them are so toxic. Yeah. Like, it is genuinely unhealthy to be this stuck up about something. Like, you don't, you don't need to be this way. So what I'm wishing for is that both sides kind of take a step down mm-hmm. off their high horses... And just understand that there are different ways to think about the game and that each side has value because I'm so sick and tired of the Twitter arguments, whether it was about Julius Honka or Mike Hoffman or, I mean, literally Cody Cece. It just doesn't have to be that way. It's enough. Like, I don't want to be reading a heart debate about Valeri Nachushkin. And we know who that's directed towards, but it's, I think, like it's it's the first it's the first hashtag that our rebooted show produced. Analytics are salad. If you analytics like good hockey analysis is a perfectly balanced salad. I would say the the eye test is the lettuce, and analytics are the dressing. And when you combine them in great ratios together, it makes a well rounded, healthy, nurturing, satisfying meal. But if you walk in and someone pulls out just plain lettuce and starts eating that, you go, 
the hell are you doing? That's, I have some concerns. That's extremely weird. And if you walk into someone's house and they're just drinking, drinking salad. salad dressing, you go, you're a fucking lunatic. Both sides, the Steve Simmonses, the Pierre Maguires, the Milbers, whatever, when they go, you know, analytics and blah, 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 blah. It's terrible. And on the other end, when analytics people go, well, his RAPM and blah, 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 that's why it's... First of all, there's there has to be, and Steve Daniels brought this up, and I'm so glad that he has. There is a there ha, there is a middle ground between a player being fantastic and a player being dog shit. There's a middle ground. No one like there. Both sides only live in in a, in a world of both black and white. Both sides aren't right. The answer lies yes. somewhere in the middle. There's but, three sides to every argument: one mm-hmm. side, the other side, and the truth. And yes, that's a great way to put it. But both sides, like analytics. Only 100% analytics people and 100% eye test people, they live in a world that is only black and white, where a player is either good or bad. God, like Jesus incarnate. So, what are analytics, Mike? There's, well, analytics are salad. Okay. It's, so I 100% <laughs> I just love, agree. I just, I like the joy that you get when you say that. Because it's true. Like, it is true. Oh my God, guys. Like, just relax. All right, Santa, what do you, what do you want? I want competent seasons not i wouldn't even say bounce back but just competent seasons from joe thornton and wayne simmons in toronto okay because i think and this has to be our one leaf one but i think that it would just do so much for the psyche and this is tying into your one but the psyche of our of of the fan base because first of all it is just awesome seeing a person of color wearing a leafs jersey i know nazim kadri did it and that was awesome and now, I was actually really disappointed when they traded him away. I know, me too. I, everyone still is. I don't think... I, th- and le- I would take him back in a heartbeat. Absolutely. And Playoff I th- nonsense or otherwise, I would take him back. I was a big fan of that trade when it happened because on paper, it looked really... I wasn't. I think on, on paper, it looked really good, but I think I, the stylistic... I, on paper, it looked really good, but I had that sneaking suspicion yeah. that Mike Babcock wasn't going to utilize Barry properly. Oh, I, was, I was too naive. Yeah. It, and, and Kadri, losing Kadri was... And that and his contract. I mean, and at the same time, you know, you go into a third straight playoff series, you can't trust them. Like I get that, but so you want Wayne Simmons and Joe Thornton. But Wayne Simmons, first of all, it's it. Like I said, it's great to see a person color wearing a Leafs jersey, and I hope he's going to be prominent in. um, Hope he's going to be really prominent in marketing. Uh, It's going to be great, and you know, you're you're going to have you're going to have you know young, you know, young people in the black community in Toronto, looking up looking up to this guy, being able to tune into Hockey Night in Canada if hockey ever comes back and see someone who looks like them and go, oh, this is awesome. And then you're, and then Joe Thornton, on the other hand, he seems like, in terms of culture-wise, he seems like he's going to be a great fit. But I think just in terms of having everyone lighten up, he's going to be good. I, 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 I just hope, it, it would just, it would mean that Baghead can shut the fuck up and it means that- the I'm sorry, who? Toronto Baghead, you don't know who he is? It's the most toxic. I think he's blocked me. He's the most toxic account on. It's Leaf probably Slater. a good thing that I don't know who he is. Then. Yeah, you you don't need to know who he is, but he can he can shut the fuck up. And like I think it would just be a good melding of of the your your uncle Doug who drinks you know maple light and you know it wears Oakleys backwards and the Oakley backwards people are they're a type. And those like it would be a great melding. I think that will help kind of broker broker some peace if those two people bounce back, and also it'll take the heat off you know Kyle Dubas and make the team better. I just. Last season, covering the Leafs like I did for my job, and also just being an observer of them, it was so it was it was miserable. It was so toxic. It was toxic. It was miserable. I didn't have fun at all. It, like I'm lucky enough that I get to work at the candy store. I get to cover the Leafs for my job. It's awesome. I get to cover all the NHL, but you know, when Live Laugh Leafs is out there, 
get to cover the Leafs. It was awesome. And doing that was, it made, like, the Leafs made my job feel like a job. They did, like, and, and it's not just the Leafs, but it was the fan and the discourse around it. Every single day there was some dumb fucking argument. I think, it, I think bounce back seasons or even just, like, competent seasons from those two will go so far to brokering the peace. All right. There we go. What, what about you? Meaningful suspensions for dangerous hits. Yes. I'm so And man, I'm talking a, like. Yours is so much better than mine. <laughs> big suspensions. Like you throw an elbow out Tom Wilson. Mm-hmm. I want like 15 games. None of this arbitrator nonsense. Like they, it gets reduced in half or whatever other. We can't. By the way. And because I want meaningful suspensions. I want that player safety department completely changed. I was going to say that. I want guys like Paul Correa in there. Yeah. I do not want former tough guys in there because all they're doing is sticking up for their tough guys. No. They're, all they're doing is gatekeeping. Yeah. We need guys who have, like somebody like Keith Primo should be in there. Eric Lindros should be in there. Paul Correa should be in there. Guys who played the game at its arguably most dangerous when it came to hitting. Like we don't need to have Scott Stevens in there. Because basically the criteria would be, would Scott Stevens do this? Yes. Okay. Suspend him. But like we, in order to get meaningful suspensions, the way that Brendan Shanahan used to hand them out. Oh yeah. We need a full revamp of what that player safety department is. And it can't have George Peros and Chris Pronger in it. Brendan Shanahan, I, at the time, because when he was, when he was, I was in grade 11, we were in grade 11, I think. And I didn't, I wasn't, you know, as informed on hockey and I was like, oh, big hits. Hell yeah. Brendan Shanahan suspending these guys for so long. He sucks. Now, as someone who's had Bring six, back. now as someone who's had six concussions in his life, who's had, who had to stop playing hockey due to that, my body's a fucking mess. I can't even go for a run now because of lingering injuries from that. And I played minor hockey like this. You need to pl- people, players, discipline is creating a deterrent and a, and a deterrent is, is means it needs to be harsh. It means it needs to deter someone from committing an act like that again. Like Tom Wilson got suspended. I don't know if it was last year or the year before he got suspended for three games and the game he came back. Yeah. He did something he again. He hit a dude from behind again. The, so clearly it didn't work. Or these so that's ti- what I want. These tiny little fines, these tiny little, and they, they treat, they don't, it's like they treat every suspension in a freaking. They suspended a guy as many games, and now in a, in a Corona world, it looks different. But they suspended a guy as as many games for spitting on someone as they did for you know concussing someone and keeping them out for so like it, it, yeah. It's done. We need uh, better suspensions. We please. we need a per, the head of the player safety, the NHL department. player safety department should have. There should be like a points per game. Not even limit. that. It needs to be someone that actually has. But even even I guarantee you, you hire someone like Daniel Briere. Right. Like he was he was a small guy. He you know, he was more skill based and someone who probably took a ton of hits, but like nothing really like, you know, mainstream like, you know, Paul Curry obviously is notorious because he got concussed and came back and everything. But someone who was skilled, someone who was probably that's why I said Eric Lindros. Yeah, but Eric, Eric Lindros did take that, but he was also like a big bruising guy. But I'm talking That's like, what I'm saying. So like he knows what it's like to be on both sides yes, of it. So he can exactly. say, okay, there's a difference between being physical and there's a difference between we, lopping someone's head off. Yeah. Or at least like just changing the way that they, just change the way that they see suspensions. Because even like the Mark repeat, Savard would be a good one. Oh my God. Mark Savard would be amazing. But like, like if I would be calling Mark Savard and offering him the sun and the moon. 
Dude, he would he would revolutionize. He's not working for the Blues anymore, so he's available. Like he would revolutionize that department because he's someone who got his career taken from him. He was, you know, he would like Mark Savard would be in the Hall of Fame conversation if he was able to play out his whole career. He was a point per game guy. He would have won a cup with the Bruins. It would have been great. And yet he got his career robbed from him. So yeah, it would be yeah, a hundred percent. My wish list, and it kind of ties into the marketing, but my wish list is. new uh how do i put this because this is this is from this is from the american side i don't want to sound mean but no pierre Maguire and mike milbury a new new voices on nbc new how about yeah like how about we get more of aj malachko griswold how about more of kendall coin schofield yeah how about well she she works for the the hawks now as player development yeah but people like knowledgeable just you know what? Okay, just so new I voices. don't mind Pierre Maguire from a studio analysis. Yeah, he would be great in the studio when we have time, right? Mm. I don't ever want to hear from Mike Milbury again. Yeah, Mike Milbury's lost his chance. Like he's he's lost. It's done. He he just does. He hasn't earned it anymore. Um, like how many chances are we giving at this point? No, yeah, I'm with you. Fr- fresh, like fresh perspective. In the same way that I want innovation in. The front office. And, I want innovation and, in, in, in media because that is a big way of how America consumes the game. They consume it through the lens of Pierre Maguire. And that is why we get Kevin Hayes in number six on the fan votes. Like when CBC, so up here in Canada, Hockey Night in Canada has uh, Harner Ryan sing because they do Hockey Night and Punjabi and as awesome. well. But when he's on the English broadcast, because like I obviously do not profess to understand Punjabi. Yeah. But when he is on the English broadcast, he is fantastic. Oh, absolutely. Like more of that. 100%. More fresh voices, new people, new fans, mm-hmm. like people who are like they they allow play-by-play guys to span sports. So like Joe Buck does like baseball, football. Um, Kenny Albert does hockey. He does hockey, he does baseball, baseball. he does football. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Like we need something different. And when you have former players who are very good at analysis, a guy like Kevin Bieksa, what's I funny would is, give my arm to have Kevin Bieksa replace Mike Milbury. What's funny though is like, I, lo- I think Kevin Bieksa is great. I think he did a great job. But the reason why he got such, and I don't want to take, like he was, he was awesome. I think he's a great, he's, he's, the biggest step in, in the right direction in terms of, at least in Canada, broad, like hockey broadcasting, it, it's amazing. But he's, it's more or less like, he was great, but people are acting like he fucking changed the world because the bar was on the floor and he was just somewhat interesting. Right, like I think that like, that get is more the Kevin step in BX's. the right to, yes. Yeah, and, and it, it ties back to what we talked about with, with Mike Johnson last episode. And I guess this is, I should have placed it in, in this way. So I guess this can be my fourth one. Hockey needs a Stephen A. Smith. Hockey needs a guy who can be memed endlessly, who is entertaining, who, you know, is, I mean, is Brian shameless. Burke is kind of that. But you're not, no. You, like, no, no, no. We need, like, the reason why, like, Stephen A. Smith. The, the end, but we need a Stephen A. Smith, not a Skip Bayless. No, no, no. Skip Bayless is there's a re, and no one no one cares about Skip Bayless anymore. No one gives him no one even gives him the the, the time of day. Especially like I think the Dak the Dak tweet or the Dak I guess take on mental health was the stake you know the final stake in the coffin there, but or the nail in the coffin. But um, we need like hockey needs a Stephen A. Smith. Hockey needs a guy who can go on there, who can you know be like because I'm sorry, but you know we're we're hip with the youths. Like memes rule the internet now. If you can be memed, like the re. Netflix literally, I don't know this for a fact, but I would stake my reputation on it. Netflix, whenever they're releasing a movie, 
like an original movie that they want to be, you know, be popular with our generation. They create like just burner accounts on Twitter and start making up memes for these, for these movies that eventually catch fire into actual, you know, like accounts that are run by people and grow big. That's the reason why bird box was so big. That's the reason why to all the boys ever loved it so big. That's the reason why, you know, black mirror bandersnatch is so big. I've never watched any of those. I know, but I, I have, I've watched all of them and look, they're fine. But the reason why they were so big, like you couldn't go a day when those movies came out without without seeing the memes, without seeing memes, we, but like Hawk, like and the NBA has benefited so much from Stephen A. Smith just screaming because you can get, like I said, you can have a tweet from any in any context when baby like, and it'll be a Stephen A. Smith reaction video or clip or anything like. Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. The NHL needs, and I'm I'm gonna double triple down on this. They need a Stephen A. Smith because they need someone who can go on there who can who can bring entertainment to it. I don't care, like Stephen A. Smith, a lot of the stuff. Steve Dangle. Exactly. But a lot of like, he, he's the closest thing we have to it in Sportsnet. You need to start pushing him more like it's it's but we like I don't even like Stephen A. Smith's analysis, actual analysis. I don't really care about it. Like it like it's, I just care that he's so funny, but I will watch first take because it's it's like comedy. But I, but at the same time, I'm tuning in. And I'm giving my attention to this. And I am when I see something, when I see a Dallas Cowboys, when I see the Dallas Cowboys blow it like crazy. I'm literally like in my mind, it's not, oh, I wonder what Cowboys fans are going to think about this. Oh, I wonder what, you know. No, you know, it's like, I want to know what's going No, skipping. it's like, I can't wait to see what Stephen A's video about this is going to be like. I can't wait. Hockey needs that. And it, and it doesn't have Kinda to be. Kind of like when the Leafs, because so when the Leafs lost to the Zamboni driver, oh, the first thing that was on my mind is was what like, Steve gonna do when is this? Dangle's video yeah. coming out? But they need that for, some, for, sport, for the whole league. Sport wide. Like yeah. they need, like, because Steve is huge in Toronto. He literally has a battalion a na- it's called a, the Dangle Navy. A naval battalion yeah. behind him. Okay. Hockey needs a, a personality so like that. So fresh, fresh voices. And but, I will... But a Stephen A. Smith. I will hop in on that. Hit me. And say, I want more analytics on broadcasts. Like, I want mm. it to become the norm that we're talking about sport logic. And maybe not, like, during the broadcast. Mm. But like Mike Johnson said, we're, we need to do away with face-off nonsense. Yes. I never want to hear about face-offs talked again. Mm-hmm. And we, like... We covered this, but that's on my wish list. There, there needs to be more nuance and and more um, statistical value added to the intermissions because I think there's such a huge opportunity to create a better understanding for the game. Um, and so I just I've long wanted that, and I I really hope we're starting. So the Devils broadcast starting to incorporate it. Bryce Salvador is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I want. What's what's next for you? Well, what does your ideal? Like I want to, I want to talk about that for a second. Like, let's say you, you were, you know, the program director. What does your ideal broadcast look like incorporating analytics? Like, you know, on the, on the Chiron, like scoreboard, do you want to have like, I don't know, like NBC used to like track shift times for think, stars. Think about like, we just got shots on goal. That's on the insane. Broadcast. I don't even think, does TSN have it? I think they do now, yes, but for like half the season last year, they didn't. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, we just got things, but I would like. Um, so what I've noticed is in the intermissions, um, they'll talk about like the slot shots. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, who's getting them? Who, like, are they on the power play? Are they at even strength? Or when you're evaluating, so at the end of the game, they'll talk about like this player played really well tonight and then they'll show like the one goal he scored. Right. But instead of being like, oh, this is the goal he scored. Okay. We're going to pull up a thingy. And it's like, okay, here are all his shot attempts. Here are how many scoring chances he created. And here is how the team did while he was on the ice. Yeah. but we like, need, That would be great. That would be awesome. We also need to be able to train, like either train or get broadcasters who know how to put it in context for 
the every person. Well, Mike Johnson and Ray Ferraro. No, absolutely. But I'm, I'm but, but there's not, not everyone a lot. Can. But that's the fresh blood. That's why I was kind of like yeah. hopping on. Like that's the fr- we need people who can do that. And so that that would be what I would like. And then at intermission, like we had coaches corner for five decades, and instead Ugh. of having coaches corner. We have something similar, but instead of a dude yelling at the screen, it's we're talking, we're we're moving forward and we're bringing more analytics to the game. In the same way that when plus minus was introduced, like mm-hmm. it had to be got, like it had to be adjusted to. Like we just need to keep moving forward, and I would appreciate it if it was used when we discuss player evaluations. So this player didn't play well. Well, why? Yes. Right, and so that's what I would like to see change. It, yeah, and it's very easy. Like, it's very easy to just throw numbers out there and make yourself look smart. But to actually get traction, like, you have to be able to... Like, it's very easy to make something sound complicated. To make something that's complicated sound simple is the hardest thing. And I think that's what we need to be investing well, in. because you could say, oh, this player didn't get... Or this player, got, he got to the middle of the ice. He was making things happen. If you flash up a thing that yeah, has him no one knows. with seven slot shots and... 10 scoring chances created no one can dispute that he didn't get to the middle of the ice but then because also the explain, thingy shows it but then also like explain what that means like the thing that pisses me off the most is when i go on twitter and i see someone tweet out a chart with like either a heat map or something a million different axes and and, and just go <laughs> and yeah. just go lol i'm like what what are you trying to compute here what do you yeah. and i know that's your your personal twitter account so great like you're, you're clearly you know advocating to your circle of people but then don't get pissed if other people don't understand what you're talking about and dispute it like you have to it's on you to explain it um my my um i I guess my last christmas wish um and this is yeah so this is my last one then we'll go to your last one we'll give you the the edge um in terms of not hockey related okay great mine is somewhat hockey related and and this is i want to make it very clear this is not me calling anyone out this is not me you know i i love the product he's attacking you personally but and we're probably going to get a person who incorp who is part of this on the show at some point i want to make it very clear not call him out the reason why i'm saying this is because i enjoy your product we need a we need sort of a rehaul of the 31 thoughts podcast that's on my christmas wish list and not in the sense like i love the the chemistry and the banter between elliot and jeff i think they do a great job their chemistry is awesome it's fantastic i love it but we, what we need is, like, you have, Elliot is, I guess, other than McKenzie, like Bob McKenzie, who's, like, half retired. So Elliot is now the Woj of the NHL. So having that at your disposal and also probably the best storyteller slash host in the business in Jeff Merrick, that's, a, that's, that is, that's like if LeBron and MJ were able to play together. That's incredible. It's a gold mine. So when it's the trade deadline, the day of the trade deadline. I do not want an interview. And a, and and I check my podcast app because I'm an avid podcast listener. And I list, I literally like when I'm playing video games, when I'm working, when I'm walking, listening to podcasts. When it's the day of the trade deadline, one of the busiest trade deadlines in, in the busiest, let's say the busiest day in 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 on the hockey calendar in terms of transactions. And I check my podcast app, and the newest episode in your feed is not you know, rumor roundup or teeing up the day. It's an, it's a 30 minute interview with Rick bonus who wasn't even, who wasn't even like, you know, he, he hadn't even made the, the Stanley cup final at that point. He was just the interim coach. That is disheartening. I love, I love that product. I think they, they, I think turning the 31 thoughts blog or branching the 31 thoughts blog from the blog, keeping it and then also making a podcast is one of the most brilliant broadcast media decisions in, in recent sports history. 
like in terms of in Canada. Yeah. I think whoever came up with that idea should be. But what it should be is it's like an extension. So Elliot yes. writes his 31 thoughts and obviously you can't like they're very concise. Mm-hmm. It should just be like, OK, talk about like this thought, like expand on this, expand on this, yeah. expand on. Because if he starts expanding, then there's context provided. Yeah. He could tell a story like there's a huge opportunity there to really have a Woj type vibe. But you so also. Yeah, he's also the most connected man in hockey. So, like, you should be able to be giving, like, analysis and, and chatter and rumblings. And, like, I and, remember when Bob McKenzie had the podcast. And yeah. And all he did was tell insider stuff. Exactly. It amazing. It's great. But, like, and again, I don't want to, like, be calling anyone out because I love their product. And that's the reason why I care about this. But, like, when you go on for 40 minutes about the tape job of, you know, Scoot McClanahan in 1929. That's like, not a real person. Like, it's not. But, like... You know, I what what you know what I'm saying? Like that, that, like I, I get that that might matter to you, and that's awesome. But like, you you have a great opportunity. So it, I I hope that at least they're and 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 I'm sure they they probably think the same. So I hope they they at least kind of usher that towards that like the more sort of direction of insider information. As a consumer, as someone who loves their product, as someone who who really because well, I think we could benefit from it too. Everyone right? can benefit from it. It'd be awesome. So People yeah, would feel more connected. Exactly. What's your last one? Um, well, Toronto FC's coach stepped down today. He's yeah. the winningest manager in the history of the franchise by Breaking um, news. quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really going to miss him because he was most certainly the most innovative coach in the city of Toronto. He was definitely the most successful coach of this time span. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, I believe, 11 trophies to his name. Damn. Um, including a coach of the year. Um, Damn. Yeah, he is... He is there's a reason he's called the Greg father okay. and they've made a godfather like Tiffa for him. Yeah. Um, so TFC needs a new coach. I would like this coach to play younger players. I would like my team to still be the uh, juggernauts of MLS as they are widely considered. Mm-hmm. Um, and TFC also needs an attacking player that isn't going to get injured every four seconds. So they have an open designated player spot. Please use that wisely mm-hmm. and get a dude who can score and actually play 90 minutes and play regularly, like Alejandro Pozuelo, who is going to win MLS MVP this year. Get a dude that Pozuelo can feed so that I can watch my team score goals. That's wow. on my Christmas wish list. And it needs to happen quickly because TFC is playing in the Canadian Championship probably in February. I have one more, I guess, real quick to jump on because it just sparked something in my head. And I know this is a big ask. There's a lot of in terms the fact that the you know the team or I guess the the players and owners can't even come together to play actual hockey, let alone you know negotiate this out. But I want player slash team options in, in NHL contracts. Oh my god, that would be amazing. That would the improve. Owners would never allow exactly, that. but that would improve transaction season transaction season so much, and it would be so interesting. The day the opt in or opt out deadline. Would, would create another uh, fountain of content for broadcasters. It would be good for everyone. I would, I would love that, but that is wishful thinking. But then again, it's a wish list. So that's what, uh, that's what this is all about. Now, Rachel, it's, it's your favorite time of the show. It's the Kovalev shift. Kovalev was a great shot, scores! Alex Kovalev! It's Kovalev! Kovalev scores! What are you mad about today? Um, this one's a doozy. <laughs> okay, so I have um, been very judicious with my Twitter usage mm-hmm. of late. 
Um, I talked about how I only had like lists where I followed, like when I only saw certain people's tweets. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is I can't help some of my closer friends sending me tweets. Mm -hmm. And so this fellow named Casey Neistat. Casey Neistat. He's one of the biggest vloggers out there. Okay. Yeah. I don't do vlogs. He's a, he's a, I don't either, but he's, he's like a YouTube, like I don't even watch YouTube. I watch Dangle. Um, and he had a, a tweet and as someone, so um, it's not a secret, I'm a German, mm -hmm. um, and my grandfather um, was very, very staunch on teaching me what happened behind the scenes mm -hmm. when, like, growing up in Germany the during realities. that time. The realities, because you can't read all of it in a book, because we see it from a Canadian perspective and American perspective. He, the man lived it, yeah, and he was very, like... He, he thought it was very important that I knew this because he said, if you don't know about this, then you will not be able to recognize when it happens again. And you need to understand that if this happens again, it is catastrophic. So yep. I know more about the Germany in the 1930s and 40s than I probably should. Um, and so this Casey Neistat fellow, what did he tweet, Michael? Oh, boy. This he is. Had a, he had a take. He also it got was a take. He got murdered by oh, the. Oh, see, I like, didn't see any of this. I just saw the tweet. Well, like the ratio, I guess, is now in in, in like you can't even look at replies now, but it, it's more the uh, the quote tweets. So the like the ratio isn't that bad, but it was ever like it wasn't good. Basically, so please, he tweeted out on November 29th, two days ago. So Sunday, I guess. If you could be born at any time in history, when would it be? Explain. You know, totally, like, that's harmless. It's one of these, you know, you want to be one of those counts that just craves engagement, puts out a question, everyone Fine. hops on it. Love it. Cool. It's great to pass the day. But then it was his response to his own tweet that just, oh boy. When I tell you that my, I almost fainted. You, and you brought this to my attention. Like, I didn't see this. I almost own. had a heart episode this is reading this tweet. So he goes, for me, 1900. Fighting World War One. That's a, that. That's that's a. Just read the tweet and then I'm yeah. gonna break it down. So he, so when would you when would you if you could be born any, at any time in history when would it be? Explain. So Casey, this is his. He wants to fight in World War One, Roaring Twenties, Great Depression, fight in World War Two, then experience the fifties and sixties in my fifties and sixties, enjoy the twilight years with the modern conveniences of the seventies, and die in the nineteen eighties before all this internet bullshit begins. Okay. They're so... I don't even know where to start with this. So I have um, made a list. Oh, great. You came of, prepared. Um, lots of things that happened in the 1900s. Well, From yes. 1900 to 1980. Is I would also like to point out that internet bullshit is described by a man who literally makes his living being a YouTuber. Here's the thing. Casey... Like, you are the internet bullshit, my dude. No, this is... This goes even deeper than that. So Casey Neistat... He was one of the first, like, one of the most toxic forms of content. See, I'd never heard of this person. Okay, so let me let me break it down to someone <laughs> who's who's dialed into this. I don't watch his videos, but I know him from context. And I know what his his I know his impact on what content is in terms of YouTube today. Case Nice, that was one of the first vloggers ever. He kind of popularized him and like David Dobrik, I guess. I know who David Dobrik yeah. is. He like popularized the vlogging concept okay. of just waking up in the morning every day and going, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to film what my day was like. And so that created a type of content where, because most people's days are, most people's days are really boring. 
Right. But it's easy to do this. And so most people thought, okay, well, I need to get crazier and crazier to keep people keep watching. And that's essentially that like that's the his, him starting. This is the is the domino, like the tiny domino and the big domino that's going to fall is Logan Paul filming a person who was hanging from a tree in the suicide forest. Like he like Logan Paul's daily vlogs. Excuse me. Logan, like you not see that. No. What? You didn't, you weren't around for this? Logan Paul, like, he got, like, the re, he used to, Logan Paul used to. Who is Logan Paul? You don't know who Logan Paul is? No. He's Jake Paul's older brother. Oh, I know who Jake Paul is. He's the shittier, he's the shittiest Paul. Okay. Like, Jake Paul sucks, but Logan Paul, so he, he did daily vlogs, like, literally every day. And he would, and he's the most annoying guy on the planet. And he went to Japan and he was doing, like, vlogs. And he's like, all right, this, this vlog, it's going to be crazy. We're going in, we're we're going in the suicide force. And in Japan, there's I know what that is. Yeah, exactly. And literally, like, he's filming and they see someone in the distance like hanging from a tree and they like filmed it and they're like, I can't believe you saw that. Like, and they're like laughing They included it in the vlog? Yep. Fuck you! So Casey Neistat, when he's talking about all this internet bullshit, him, like he created the vlogging genre. It's your fault, dude. Which is, which is the plague of the internet now. So he is, like he is the internet bullshit. He He, is the plague. He, this is like, He's the internet plague. This is like Henry Ford or, or whoever, whoever created Ford being like, Henry Ford. Yeah, Henry Ford being like, yeah, I want to I want to live in the 1700s because when I when I can die before all this car bullshit, all this traffic bullshit happens like you created it, my guy. Like you are the internet bullshit. Now, okay. So, let me go ahead and list um, all of the things or some of the notable things yes. that come along because he thinks There's so much to dive okay, into this. Okay, so let's pretend for a single second that anyone who fought in World War One and survived um, things like trench warfare, mustard gas, uh, mustard gas, um, are, just are, are are totally fine with no PSD, and they're also going to fight in World War Two. But that is if and only if they make it through things that happen in between the World Wars, such as the Great Depression, um, polio, yep, uh, the Spanish flu. Yep. I don't know if you heard of that one. Um, all of like the PTSD that is mm-hmm. associated with that and all of the uh like we didn't have cures for cancer back then nope. and like all of the terrible shit that came along with the mustard gas you know then you want to c- coke had cocaine in it yeah um and <laughs> then you want to go to world war ii so you think let me just let me just get this mm-hmm. you think that the holocaust and and hitler and stalin and mussolini are easier to deal with than internet bullshit nonsense. We also have to keep in mind that Casey Neistat, like I'm assuming that, you know, he wanted to be born. So he's already, he's going with like his, I just, he's I going with his, with his, his knowledge and he wanted to be born and he was going to do nothing to like, he knew that the Holocaust was going to happen and didn't do anything to prevent it. Correct. So this is also, let's, let's not forget that he just wants to live in a time era where racism was like yeah. the cool thing yeah. and sexism is so the I'm, cool thing. Women couldn't vote. I'm really glad. Slay, like just this, this is one of the most, pri- on. this is one of the most privileged tweets I've ever read because because he's like then he wants to experience like he's like then experience the 50s and 60s there's like he's a white guy so of course you're gonna experience you're gonna love it yeah i don't think i don't think you're gonna catch a a, a black guy saying this or a black person or any or literally anyone who's not white a white dude 
a white dude. <laughs> yeah. Like, first of all, he's li- he's listening to pros, right? Like, he thinks like, that this what? is... what? Are you saying? He thinks that these are the pros for, for his choice. So he wants to fight in World War One, which is, like, my... my the worst war. But it was the war that should have ended all wars. I Like, my great-grandfather was, I believe, a runner. Like, he did what the guys did in 1917. That is, like, yeah. And he survived that. And But did he... Was he super excited to go to he World War He wouldn't talk about it. Oh, so he didn't want to fight in World War II. No. Hmm. Weird. And then he did. I'm pretty sure after that. Like it's it's, but also in between that, he's listing the Great Depression as <laughs> yeah. as a what? as a pro. It's called the Great Depression. <laughs> People would just jump off buildings because life was so difficult for them. There were lines around the block for bread lines. That you know, people were living in squalor. But yeah, let's just go and right in. World War Two again. Not even just like the fighting was was horrific. D Day horrific. Everything horrific. Also, he's glossing over, also glossing over the fact that yeah, you know, I wanna I wanna fight World War Two because you know, and this is cool. Like I want to be alive for the Holocaust. Yes, exactly. Is a take. Then um, experience fifties and sixties. He just glosses over Vietnam, the Korean War. Yeah. All the you know the civil rights movement. All stuff like all that. All of that is not... And that is why this tweet is the most white privilege shit I've ever seen. This is insane. And so he... You know what You know what this is? This is what happens when you play too much Call of Duty. Yeah. This is what happens because you think that you've played Call of Duty and you're a whatever super... I don't even know what the levels are. A general or whatever the hell it is. You've played far too much Call of Duty and you now think that you can go fight in a war. Anyone who wants to live during times of war and wants to voluntarily go and fight in the two worst wars in this like... In modern history. In modern history probably doesn't have a good grip on just how bad those yeah. wars were. Yeah. Is or they, what I'm going to say. Or they just don't understand it. Like, like it's, it's not yeah. Call of Duty, guys. No. Casey, it's not Call of Duty. Like as much just as to, just to make sure. I this and this is this is a movie, so it dramatized it, but like literally this guy hasn't seen 1917. Like Also, let's 1917, like World War 1 was probably worse. Oh, World War 1. <laughs> it was probably worse. Yeah, but like and I know again this is a movie. So it, it doesn't even, this doesn't even tell the full horrors of this. Right. Like it's because it's a movie. And yet, like, if you, like, sit down and watch that movie, and I don't care about the quality of it. I enjoyed it, but I don't care anyone saying about the quality of it or whatever. Watch that movie and see if you would like to experience what the main character does. I don't want to experience any of those things. It, it's, it's... Certainly not voluntarily. I was really, like, World War One is not covered in modern media enough, and they, that movie... That movie did Mad. an incredible job of just depicting the horrors and even the sanitized version of the horrors because it's again it's Hollywood, but depicting the horrors of that war. It was that is the worst. Those are the, like the worst conditions that like humans have had to endure. At least at least on our side of the pond. It's genuinely like I I when I saw this I was like you are that is next level nonsense right there. Like, part of me thought it was a bit, and then he started defending it. Yeah, so here's... So let and me, let and me I read was this just stuff. like, what? So let me read this. Let me read his... Uh, so, so then... This November, is what we'll finish November with, because like, my head is like falling apart. So November 30th, he goes, people are giving me a hard time for this response, which is fair given the lack of context. So let me give some context. The thought no, ex- no, it's, it, we don't need yeah. context. He said, the thought <laughs> exercise was, if you could live at any time in history, what would it be? First, we're talking about time travel here, so any rational consideration of the question is negated by the absurdity of the question itself. Fuck you, Kate. Fuck off. Like, just shut up. 
No, no, yeah, you, we you, knew you, that. You can't, no, but you can't ask a question and be like, well, first of all, you know, if, we're, if we want to get into the nuts and bolts of the question, you know, it, then it doesn't. Then we're time traveling. And by the way, if you're time traveling from now to before, like any of these war atrocities and you don't actually try and stop them, you're an even worse person than I thought. He said it was meant to provoke a discussion about what times in history are most interesting to you. Okay. So then you ask that question. Just because you could start death be eaten alive, blah, blah, blah. And then he, so he, he basically said like a lot of people responded by saying they want to see dinosaurs and whatever. Um, Heck yeah, I want to see dinosaur. I don't want to live with the dinosaurs. He said, these were not pleasant times. 20 million deaths in the First World War and 50 million in the second. Books, movies, and podcasts can hardly, can hardly do justice to such hardship. So back to my hypothetical. When I consider living at any time in history, I zero in on the times I'm most curious about. I don't, ram- I don't romanticize life then. He literally did that. This man is very. He tried dumb. to romanticize the the know, war. Man. He tried to romanticize the Great Depression. This is. I'm not. Guys, I'm not. This is a long ass. My thread. mom has this saying, and she said it to me since I was very young. You can't fix stupid. Yeah. And yep. this is the living embodiment of that. So thank you, mom, for that. Um, because I am. If you could see my facial expression mm-hmm. right now, like I am flabbergasted the last, i don't have the energy for this like five tweets later his last tweet in the thread is in conclusion i suppose i could have asked what time in history is most interesting to you but that's an uninspired way of thinking about it you know what's an uninspired way of thinking about things glossing over racism glossing <laughs> over slavery glossing over the holocaust glossing over you know 70 like million five combined separate deaths. wars just uh, and like three pandemics and it felt good to get mad about something that isn't Right at your doorstep Like this guy is just so stupid Now I'm angry And if my soccer team lets me down today It's not gonna be good But this This is This is the Like this is what The internet Like this is the brain worms That the internet give people This is why I'm not on Twitter right now Yeah It's it's insane (laughs) That is deeply This is It's way too much time on your hands Like you need to go Take some history And maybe Maybe go to Germany After the pandemic Mm -hmm. And go to um, Oh my god I don't even know What the English word is Um it's like the Hitler bunker where they took the one of the bunkers it. in Berlin and like made it into a museum with like all these artifacts of like shit that isn't known in the general public. So yeah. you could see just how bad it is. Remarkable. And you go through there and you tell me you want to experience that. You would be in a mental hospital so damn fast. <laughs> like, shut up. Yeah, just, yeah, this... this other, I'd say other than Mitchell Miller, this has probably been the most angry we've gotten on the Kovalev shift. Anyway, in conclusion, Casey Neistat, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> what are you doing, <laughs> Yeah, man? please just shut up with your internet bullshit. I'm tired of it. And that has brought us to the end of the podcast. So, like we said, we are going to be going right up until the 23rd, and then we'll be taking a week off, and then we'll be back on January 6th. It's going to be great, but we have Christmas pods. We're going to be... In- so, we're doing a naughty list next week, yeah. and a nice list the week after. So, send us your candidates yeah. for the hockey... Slash general sport or not like hockey or or just I could tell you who is chief top of my naughty list. Is it, is so. it Casey Neistat? <laughs> no, <laughs> you'll know if you've been paying attention to this podcast. You yeah. you should know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So we we've got some great festive content coming your way. Hopefully, we'll have some more hockey stuff to talk about. We won't, and I won't have to give you a lesson on the Clone Wars in uh, in Star Wars anymore. But yeah. So. Please subscribe to our podcast on on iTunes slash Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically wherever you can find a podcast. That's where we are. Uh, follow Rachel on Twitter at Rachel Dory. Even though I'm not tweeting right now. Exactly. Follow me on Twitter at Mikey Stevens 81 I'll and be back soon, though. Yes. Tease and, that. <laughs> the, the great, return the is great coming. Return. Um, and also write us a review on on whatever pod app you have. You know, it, it'll be great. We want to listen. We want to know if you like it. We want to know if you, you know, it, what you don't like. Maybe we can improve on it because this is. 
just supposed it's supposed to be a, a great experience that we experience together so do that and uh stay safe and take care of your mental health check in on people buy local all that Rachel, do you have anything to, to finish us off with? Wear a mask. Couldn't have said it better myself. 